what Brooklyn sounds like. Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I give a shit. I really do. I have to clear my throat, so just excuse me a second. I didn't realize this. I'm fine. I really am. I'm a little tired because I've just had, do you know what? You know what? Um, So last week was the Miss Subways pageant where, you know, I was Miss Subways, right? So we had the uh, pageant where they, where they, you know, have the talent contest and they get the new Miss Subways. And then I have to give up my crown, so to speak. But I was really, you know, what made me feel really good? You know, I'm a middle-aged, I'm a middle-aged lady, right? So I wound up giving up my crown to this really, really good-looking uh, gay uh, drag queen, but no fake breasts, just like model skinny. And he was adorable and talented. And I, I'm like, whoa, you know, we're in the same category. I put myself, I'm going to just say that. I mean, I need, look, I've been having a really bad time lately with my self-esteem. So I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, I, I'm, this is about me and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's, uh, as you know, Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. I have the most amazing guest today. I am very excited. Somebody who I don't really know very well, but I'm going to by the end of this hour. And so will you. His name's Anthony Kapfer. And, uh, hello. Hi, Anthony. Hi. He's a huge talent and a diverse talent. He's um, he's good at so many things. He's good at, first of all, he's hilarious. And his talents come out. He's hilarious and smart and a good writer. And his talents come out in his music, his writing and playing of songs, his stand-up comedy. And then he draws. Um, I love the way he draws. It's really funny. Uh, cartoony and so then there's this whole filmmaking aspect he's got he's going to be in a movie coming out I mean this guy's this guy is so multi-talented and he's kind of cute he's cute you're kind of cute girls like you don't they Anthony Uh, some I have a a specific kind of look so it's uh yeah I mean I don't think it's for everybody but but like do girls usually say yes when you ask them out Assuming you're a hetero, right? I am, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think a good a good amount of them say yes, if because I, I I've figured out what kind of people. Uh, you, you're good at manipulating women. <laughs> I got it. It's good at manipulating. <laughs> no, I've women. Got, I found my my uh, type, I guess. Really, or, what type is that? Just just artists. I Do guess. you like middle aged women? Because I, I could ditch my husband. <laughs> He's tired of me, really. He's tired of it. Oh, yeah, wow. you, you would, you and I would be so great uh, together, kind of a mother son team. Let's start a new life somewhere. Let's get right, out of right here. Right here. <laughs> let's get yeah, out let's of here just right now. let's just leave right now. <laughs> no, so what's your type? I just um, artists, I guess. Creative, creative women. Creative, yeah, creative women that are um, hopefully they're doing their own thing. Do they but, have to be funny? Do you ever worry they're funnier than you? Or are you worry. the one that I, wants to be the? Are you the laugher or the laughy? I like being both, but I I don't worry about uh I don't worry about anybody being funnier than me actually. Because you're confident. Women, I, I like a woman who's smarter and funnier than I am. If I could pick, if I could choose one. Ah, 
by the way, by the way, ladies, just so you know, I, um, Anthony didn't ask me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so I asked him, like I asked a lot of my guests when he first came in the studio, like a few minutes ago, have he, has he ever been in therapy? And he said, yes. And he said that he started therapy when he was in a relationship um, to try and improve the the relationship, blah, blah, blah. But I asked him if he's single now. And he is, ladies. <laughs> you can even call in if you want. You oh, know? yeah. People call call in. in. I don't usually get that many call-ins because <laughs> I get the person in such a emotional headlock. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can call in at 718-928-9732. I'll introduce you to Anthony. Maybe, I'll, maybe you'll get a date with him if you're lucky. <laughs> this is all about you getting a date, Anthony. I didn't We've just know. turned this wow. whole experience. But I just want to finish um, my housekeeping here yes. because I want to remind everybody that they could uh, donate to Radio Free Brooklyn. And right now we are in desperate need a free speech in this planet and it's uh you go so go to radiofreebrooklyn.org donate and you know what i also want to give um this huge shout out to um this art exhibition that's right next door to the station it's the same building it's called uh, at 100 bogart that's where the station is and it's this exhibition called size matters curated by uh william norton and he brings together 17 visual artists from Japan, China, UAE. He's very, he uh, lived, he was brought up partly in Japan and stuff like that. And I have to say, it's a fucking great show. I don't usually, I don't say that. I I wouldn't be telling you about it if I didn't like it. I wouldn't. So uh, if you come by Bushwick, Morgan L, stop by 100 Bogart. It's right near the subway. See the, see all that. Um. So, uh, so Anthony is single. That's what we've just, he, <laughs> that's Anthony the is single. From all that's, yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's willing to date anybody that calls in. No, just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. But you know what? Um, the thing about Anthony is he is like really a very, in my, in my mind, a very special talent. I'm not just saying that. Uh, <laughs> I don't say that to all my guests. And I want you to know, uh, I want you to get a taste of that. So Anthony said that he would play one of my favorite songs of his called Dia's for Divorce. And it's from his album Songs to Make Children Cry. Songs for Children to Cry to. Songs for Children to Cry to. Much better. (laughs) And um, so, and the whole album is hilarious. And you can go to Anthony Kapfer, K-A-P-F-E-R dot com and download it or look at it. And that's free. I think it's free. Yeah, it's you should pay. Free. You I can had to, pay, but you don't have to. Oh, I had to pay for the uh, video for the for the for the st- stand up special, which was totally oh, yeah. worthwhile, totally oh, worthwhile. Thanks. But this is free. So go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Don't let me get in your way. Oh, yeah. The song. All right. Apples, they are delicious And they're also very good for you B is for balloons at your birthday party That was a good one, everybody danced C is for cookies, they are so tasty 
but there's just a sometime snack. And T is for divorce that your parents filed for. Yeah, T is for divorce. They don't love each other anymore. E is for every time that you're with them. All they do is fight and fight all day. F's the frustration that you are feeling. Cause the pain inside won't go away. G is for the good times that are over. Things are different now, you have two homes. And T is for divorce. They might say it's not your fault. Yeah, T is for divorce. But you'll never really know for sure. It takes you back to his new bachelor pad and cries his eyes out on the couch. Cause mom has got a new boyfriend. Can call him dad if you want. And we sing la 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 is for divorce. And we sing la 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 is for divorce. You know, Thank that kind of makes me want to cry. You know what? I got to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. That song actually uh, makes me imagine my parents didn't get divorced. I have other issues, but <laughs> I can imagine I can imagine how painful that is. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, I guess. Yeah. It made me wonder if you ever experienced divorce. It's, Did your parents. They well, so. Okay, so we were going to start with the most traumatic. Yeah. We were just going to start right at the top with the most traumatic. Ex- uh, you guys know I play this game sometimes. The most traumatic <laughs> childhood experience. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us. So I'll lead in with the st- So people, after, sometimes when I do that song live, people will be like, uh, let me guess, your parents got divorced. And then I'll say, uh, actually, my dad died when I was four. and the- <laughs> And so my experience of what it would be like in a divorced house comes from that. And then they get really uncomfortable. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. That's good. Yeah. So the most dramatic thing that happened to you, right? Was it, that... I get. I mean, I guess that's... What, yeah, was, it, that's, what was that like? You were four. Did you have yeah. brothers and sisters? Uh, not yet. I have a sister now. Uh, uh, a half-sister. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. But yeah, I guess that's How what old were you to. when she was born? Uh, seven or eight. 
Mm-hmm. about to be eight, young. I think. Yeah, you yeah. guys grew up together pretty yeah. much. You remember her having a little baby around the house? Yeah, yeah. Was that fun? It, uh, or was it a pain it was, in the ass? Sometimes it was fun. I I think I remember my mom asked me when I was, uh, before I knew she was pregnant, she was like, how would you feel about having a, a little brother or sister? And I was like, eh, no, I don't want it. And she's like, <laughs> too well, bad. too late. And uh, so I wasn't sure, which is weird because when I was younger than that, I wanted an older brother. <laughs> That's hard. I don't know why I would want an older, like now looking back, an older brother would have been a nightmare. Um, Depending. <laughs> but uh, so I guess I wasn't excited about the idea at first, but uh, but uh, I love my sister and we're, we're close. That's now, nice. So. Does she live around here? She lives in Staten Island. Oh, so you uh, see her? So I, I see her. I, I mean, I'd like to see her more. But, but, you but do, we, we hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, That's we, cool. So um, what was that like when your father died? Were you, so you were an only child then. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have clear memories of it? Uh, yeah, I remember. So they were like, they were kind of, they were separated when I was, like, maybe even by the time I was born. So oh. I have some memories of him like, I think they were starting to try to work things out when mm-hmm. I was around three. Mm-hmm. So I have like a, a a few memories of him coming around and all of us like hanging mm-hmm. out and and doing things together and uh and then um and then I remember when my mom told me that he was dead mm. and so that was I mean it wasn't great but I feel actually kind of lucky that I was. Uh, that I was young enough and also that he wasn't really around that much. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that is sort of, that there is something <laughs> like weird. sadly fortunate yeah. about that. Did he die yeah. suddenly? He, I, it's, I'm not sure. I, he was, so he was in a car accident and then, uh, so like, I feel like, I think I got sort of like easy versions of the story for like a kid right. to understand right so uh, when i was told it was just that it was a car accident and mm-hmm. then as i got older i got more of the story so it seems like he was in an accident and he had his spleen removed for some reason mm-hmm. and uh and then he kept getting infections i guess mm-hmm. like the spleen is probably mm-hmm. useful for for that mm-hmm. um and then like a year or two later it was some kind of complications, but it seemed like it was sort of sudden. So, did he seem? Did he seem to recover okay after the accident? I think so. I mean, you so, really. some of the times that I saw him might have been after. I'm did, not sure. Did it affect his mother? Your mother? How did she handle it? Did it affect everything at home, or did it seem no, you know? Well, things seemed mostly normal, except for, uh, I mean, when she had to tell me, that seemed kind of hard for her. Right. I mean, I we talked. Um, we had, we didn't really talk about it a lot when I was growing up. Like he would come up in conversation, and you uh-huh. know, everybody just says nice things about him now. Like hardly anybody, yeah, wants to tell the you know the mm-hmm. the full. What's the full your impression story. of the guy? Um, from Did what he, I know, he seemed like he was probably fine. Uh, Did he work? He it seemed like he tried to avoid work. Work. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that doesn't seem great. I'm not sure exactly. Mm-hmm. I think he was a uh, some sort of driver 
when mm-hmm. he, the accident. I think he was like driving some kind of truck or something. Or uh, and what did your uh, mom do? Uh, so from a lot of my upbringing, she was a waitress, mm-hmm. and she had some office jobs mm-hmm. here and there, but she would always uh, end up back waitressing. Mm-hmm. And now the last couple of years, she now she works for Accessoride. Which oh. is like those, yeah, those like buses. a ride lift company. Yeah, like, like the, for like you old Uber. Well, it's like oh, for, old, oh, for, for like old, old people, people or people in wheelchairs and nice. stuff. Nice. So she started as a driver, and now she's like a road supervisor at one. Oh, of the, yeah. that's good. I yeah. mean, that's really worth. That's a worthwhile a yeah. pursuit. Yeah. Does so she like it? She, uh, yeah, she likes it a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm glad that she uh, doesn't have to wait tables for ten or twelve hours. A yeah, day. that must be hard. Are you close yeah. to your mom? Yeah. And she lives in Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. And where do you, do you live in Brooklyn or? Uh, well, now I just moved over the Ridgewood border. Oh, it's well, only like Queens. Two, two blocks into. Yeah, Ridge, so. you live in the area. I guess. Yeah. I lived in Bushwick for a long time off of the DeKalb stop for ah. like five years. So it was kind of hard to, I'm still adjusting. M- move just, a mile away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did your mom, uh, I'm guessing she uh, hooked up again. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened there? So she started uh, she started dating this guy. Did she date a lot of guys or just one guy that you remember? There, were, there weren't a, a, a ton. There were, I'm trying to think, there might have been, there's maybe it was one or two other guys that I mm-hmm. remember before this guy. Nothing How did you feel term. at that age when your mom was dating? Was it like, who the fuck is this other man in here? <laughs> I'm the dude. I I think I, I'm not sure how I felt at first. I eventually did not, uh, I did not like this particular guy. You don't like the guy she married? No, well, they didn't, they didn't get married. They were together for a long time, uh, a couple of years. She had a baby with him. Yeah. That turned into your sister. Yeah. (laughs) But now the, like, they're not really... Uh, in the picture so is your mom single again she she is perfect so i can go out with you and then my husband can date her oh yeah yeah (laughs) or people can call in and uh either you or your mom you're both single (laughs) yeah it's kind of weird because um you know in the last couple of of years we have been able to kind of talk about uh going on dates and stuff which we had never done oh really is that is that a good thing yeah it's, we- yeah, it's weird, but it's it's kind of cool to just have my mom feel sort of like a friend, you know, it, like at we this can point. Well, it's good that she didn't when you were growing up, though, right? Yeah, I don't think I w- wanted to talk about that stuff. Then. No. I mean, yeah. we don't, it's not, I don't, Are, do I don't you date, say everything. Do you date regularly or yeah, just yeah, different mean, people? Try to just uh, see what's, uh, what's going around. on. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, um, like I tend to get into serious relationships quickly and live with people and and then uh-huh. so so now I, I'm a little more focused on uh, uh, myself, I guess. Not like in a self, like in a n- normal way. I think just worrying about my career and uh, being productive and trying to uh, trying to work on things that I think have been an issue in previous relationships. Oh, really? Like, well, I was going to say that, you know, it is a special career being a comedian because yeah. you're out at night and yeah. 
you know, your options are either limited to other comics or not normal women or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Not normal people. I couldn't. Right. Well, whatever. It's I hard. mean, it, it is hard going out. I respect. I have huge respect for people that pursue that line of work seriously because uh, you got to. It's a real dedication. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and underestimated. I think yeah, a lot people, of people underestimate the dedication yeah. that it takes just to become a beginner comic. Yeah. It, I mean, it has destroyed fr friendships. It's not even totally. just a romantic thing. It's just like people that were in my life before I started doing comedy. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are not uh, not as much in my life anymore. Yeah, no, totally. I get it. And I don't think everyone, I don't think everyone can. Anyway, I, I have a lot of respect for you folks out there going out all, all going out all night. Yeah. You know, every night. Going yeah. Out, telling that. Canceling plans. I mean, I, I'm still mm -hmm. at a point where I can't say no to everything. Right. right. Like, so no, I get it. there's some stuff that I, I, I will turn down, but a lot not of the time. Not this radio show, though. This, yeah. Yes. But, but like, you know, a no, lot of I times if happy. I have plans on the... No, you're a busy guy. This guy's got a lot going on. Guy's... I try. So what's the issues with the women that you were about to tell us <laughs> I w that you're working on? Well, I have a lot of anxiety. Uh, and In general? In, just in general. Like, uh, just general anxiety. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, maybe there's some things that have gone undiagnosed. I don't really know. But I, uh, I've worked... On in the last few years, I've been working on um, trying to uh, be more positive instead of having my default feeling be like uh, a negative mm -hmm. feeling and just trying to be aware of when I'm putting negativity out and mm. putting my negativity on people. Wow. You know? So that's, wow. that's hard to. That's to... pretty enlightened, girls. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, good, 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 good for you. <laughs> so you're like a really funny guy, but maybe your nature is a little anxious and melancholy. Yeah, I think that's just think that's like fair. your default nature. It, yeah, it was. For a long, I mean, I guess. Have you talked about is. you talk about that in therapy, like your nature? Yeah, yeah that and was. Did you get to any conclusions on that or uh, it's just how you are? I don't know if I got conclusions, but it was kind of nice talking about it because as i talked more about it i would realize more things that i was doing or or maybe just figuring out ways to not uh keep repeating the same mm -hmm. the same patterns mm -hmm. and um i mean uh you know you like i can relate to that you can feel really negative but what you don't want to do is you're you can't control your feelings but you can control your actions yeah so that's what it sounds like yeah you're 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 trying to do not put put not the negativity to, right out there yeah and yeah. because i had done that for so long i also this was the thing well maybe this was a, a conclusion thing that mm -hmm. i did not realize i guess until uh my therapist pointed it out that other people's negativity doesn't have to affect me right and i i i didn't i don't know why i didn't uh like i don't have to be mad just because somebody's mad Right. If somebody's like being a dick to me, a friend or whoever, or just a stranger on the street, if somebody's doing something that I don't like, it doesn't have to ruin my whole day. <laughs> right. Don't take it personally. Did yeah. you take it personally? I I usually do. 
Yeah. So, yeah. and even in a relationship, if somebody's having a bad day and they're, you know, they're, we're about to, I mean, instead of getting into an argument, I can just not be affected by their, their Mishikas. Yeah. Are yeah. you a Jew? You look like a Jew. I look like I'm, I'm, well, I'm atheist now, but I was raised, uh, you have Jewish sort of Catholic. Genes? Probably. I'm, no, but I you're have, Catholic? I was, I mean, yeah, we were, I was raised Catholic. Catholic. But, uh, but not like strict, pretty lax. Kapfer, is that your, that yeah, was that's your dad's a, name? And he yeah, what, was he a Jew? Uh, no, that's a German name. Oh. But it, uh, I there was some question about maybe some ancestors mm-hmm. potentially being Jewish, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, so you know, I kept thinking that you're channeling. You kind of channel Frank Zappa a little bit. <laughs> Have, I'll take that. Have you been told that? Have yeah. you, are you aware of that? I am. Yeah. Are well, you, is that intentional or? I mean, I because I heard you got compared to somebody else. I can remember. But what do you think about that? Uh, I I mean, I think that I I look like him a little bit. Uh, I like I like the idea of his stuff more than I actually listen to his stuff. Right. I mean, I get uh, it. He's he put out a lot, and he mm. you know he he did a lot of weird stuff, and I I like that. But I I mean I have a limited uh, knowledge of his uh, catalog. Right. But he, his persona was pretty, yeah. I mean, I, I, big. I like, yeah, I think he was, I, mm-hmm. I love that there are artists like him that exist. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty great to just do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, have, have you ever been compared to Dimitri Martin? Yeah. A what lot. do you think about that? I like Dimitri Martin a lot. I think he is uh, a pretty uh, brilliant uh, joke writer. He's a talented guy. He's very smart. Um, And I I like him a lot. I watch all of his specials Uh and stuff. But uh, I feel like a lot of people, when they make the comparison, they are... uh, Maybe it's just me projecting or whatever. But I I feel like people assume that I saw him on TV and then wanted to be him. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I kind of, the minute I brought that up, I was like, that was stupid. No, no. no but you know what? I just fair... want to say this because, um, you know, um, I remember, I mean, I actually, here's my claim to fame. My mm-hmm. uh, claim, claim, one of my, my claim to fame is I actually, this friend of mine, had worked with him and when he was a proofreader, she was his boss when she, he was a proofreader in an ad agency and me, her and him at all three of us went to see the flight of the Concords at oh, the, great. at the Edinburgh music Festival. Wow. So I hung with him a little bit. Um, is he cool? Seems I, cool. I think like if I was going to get, uh, if I had to spend, <laughs> Like, uh, if I got stuck on a bus mm-hmm. that broke down, I'd much rather be with you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I thanks. would much, much, much <laughs> rather be with you. I'll take that. Okay. Take and uh, I don't know. I mean, I can. He's very, he's not that emotional. He, he doesn't oh. have that. I think he's, I think he's like a much colder version of you. Oh, Okay. And you're you're a lot younger. You, you people be saying, "Oh yeah, he, he used to yeah, Dimitri Martin." You know, yeah. You know, member. Uh, you know, yeah. He's he he's a little bit like you know that he's a little bit like 
Anthony Comfer. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. He was That's the, what they're going to say. Yeah. That's what they're going to say. <clears throat> I also want to ask you one more question, and then I'm going to do a station ID. Oh, so yeah. I have this other question that okay. came up while we were talking, which was, so on your, and kids, this is popular. It's out there. If you go to uh, Anthony website that's capfer k-a-p-f-e-r dot com and look look it up like anthony was in a very very serious um car accident in 2012 and i was really thought you wrote about it in an amazing way amazingly uh textured and emotional way which i appreciated but it sounds like it must have been a really, really horrible experience. And I was wondering if the trauma of your dad affected you in that way. Did it was it scarier than it might have been? Uh, did did you put that together when you were going through it? I did. the the I felt okay about it, but and maybe this was not a maybe this was a bad thing to do. But um, I did not tell most of my family about uh, the accident for uh, like a week. Uh-huh. I was in the hospital for 10 days. And so I was, I wasn't sure when I was going to get out, but after a week I felt like I couldn't really, uh, keep it a secret anymore. But like, so my cousin came and my sister came, but I didn't want them to tell anybody else mm-hmm. because I was about the same. I was pretty much the same age that my dad was when he had his accident. So I just imagined like if my mom had gone to visit him, it probably mm. looked very similar to oh. what I, I mean, I, you know, I look, I look a lot like you him. Like, so, yeah. so I just, I didn't want to put her through wow. that. And so then, but, and when she found out and came to see me, then it was like sort of uh, emotional in other ways that I didn't want. Yeah. Um, and, but I felt bad that, you know, she was like, okay, so I'm going to say this, that was six years ago. <clears throat> yeah. And now that you're, you're you seem really healthy to me yeah You're healthy, yeah. right they said that there look, was no permanent, yeah i mean my you know my neck kind i thought of you were in your 20s now, you're like 34 you look I'm like th- you're 28 I'm, oh thanks for yeah. sure max <laughs> but anyway um so i'm gonna say maybe it was healing because you're okay now yeah do you I, think uh, yeah and Can we go I, with that i they told me that there was not going to be you know major mm-hmm. permanent damage or anything mm-hmm. so they said maybe I'll I'll get arthritis in my neck a little bit uh, mm-hmm. when I'm old, but yeah. Uh, but other than that, mm-hmm. like it was as good as a broken neck and a collapsed lung could ha- could have been. No, you got to read this book. So, it's intense what Anthony went through. So, do you feel like that was how how has that affected you? Like, do you feel like like did it help? Because I imagine that you must have some anxiety having a parent like just residual anxiety like mm-hmm. any child would having a parent die young. Yeah. And and I'm older than he ever was now. Right. Which is kind of weird. But, but also the way he died is inter- is yeah. interesting in that well that it was from um an accident and not like an illness that you could yeah. inherit. Yeah. But did this help you get past that in any way or did it make it harder? Or what do you think? How, um, what's the residual effects on you from the accident? I think in in those in those moments, I was trying to, since I knew that I was going to make a full recovery, it, I tried to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is even before mm-hmm. I was really trying to do that in my normal life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like, I think after the accident is when I really was more focused on uh, 
uh, feel, just feeling good in in life and mm-hmm. not not putting as much negative energy out. So, so knowing that I was going to heal was it motivated me. And and I was in the hospital, like you know, looking on Facebook at uh, all the other comedians that were doing stuff that I wanted to do, and I knew that I was going to get back to doing mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. and so I just I wanted to turn it into. Uh, I wanted to just turn it into something. So Good. like my friends filmed, I have like all this footage from being in the hospital and all the shows that I did when I got out, I was wearing a neck brace and telling jokes and stuff. So, <laughs> and then I, and I wrote Easier about to get it. laughs? Uh, it's sort of, but I had to talk about the neck brace for most of it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you can't, it's hard so to funny. transition yeah, into other like, stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and you can't like pretend you don't have it because everybody think you're a prop comic. Yeah, people people <laughs> did. People thought I was doing a character. That's so weird. Comedians would come uh-huh. up to me and they'd be like, so is this like, this like a new thing you're working on? It's like, <laughs> not really. You got a lot of support. That's what I'm going to say, folks, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, make yeah. you feel loved. I, when you what being it like what after you after that would happen yeah people were nice yeah you know, it's I, really I, I was like kind of new i mean i was like a year into comedy mm-hmm. so i think if it had happened a little later i think i, I might have been able to actually uh use it to uh get more kind of buzz about me you know, <laughs> you know? but uh spoken like a true comic <laughs> so i just want to um i've got to let everybody know and this is my job to thank you Thank you. Not not Anthony. I've already, I'm thanking. <laughs> I'm already like, you know, so grateful. But you guys, you you listeners out there, I love that you're listening. And I really even if you downloaded the show and you're not listening to it live, I love you. And I want to thank you for listening. You know what I think you should do? I think you should go. Dr. It's Dr. Lisa gives a shit. You know, I'm on every Thursday, two to three p.m. And uh but I also think that uh, to really be part of the station, you should uh, download our apps. Okay, so if you go to radiofreebrooklyn.org/iphone or radiofreebrooklyn.org/android, you can you can download the app and then you can like just have the entire station with you constantly, and you can become one of us, just as insane as <laughs> we are. You can have it happen to you. Uh, be part of our experience. So I'm here with Anthony, and uh, we established that both Anthony and his mother are both single. So uh, I noticed no calls coming in. No calls coming in. Well, I think you know they're probably they're probably like thinking they're probably thinking Jesus if he calls in he's I won't have a chance because it's too obvious. They're probably waiting for you outside. Oh, you think so? I haven't yeah, that's what's happening. That I think there's probably it. a crowd. Get, I'll go out there. Ooh, or they're like some beautiful women out. Oh, there's oh, so many yeah. good-looking women in this neighborhood. The, oh yeah, they're, my they're husband everywhere. has a crush on this one girl. I won't even describe it. I can yeah. handle it because yeah, I can handle it. That, <laughs> I know he. I mean, young girls are pretty. I get it. I get it. He's not gonna walk, run away with them. I mean, I wish he would. It'd be better for him, but never mind. It would be better for him. I'm always, I'm always offering. No, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So I wanted to talk to you about your career a bit, okay? Because you are um, so, I mean, so talented in so many ways, and I'm wondering what, what I mean. There's so many obvious benefits 
like you can produce a TV show yourself. Mm-hmm. You can write a whole song and play it. And you're capable of so many different things. You have such a big bag of tricks. <laughs> but I'm wondering how that works out for you. But before that, before we really get into that, I I was surprised that you dropped out of college because you <laughs> seem really smart. Were you a good student? Uh, and, in, in like, you know, element in, in grade uh, school? I was good, yeah, in grade school. Yeah, I guess I uh, pretty much across the board, I was, uh, I was pretty good without having to apply myself mm-hmm. very much. So I was mostly, I mean, without trying, I was getting, you know, like mostly Bs probably, or some, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and then subjects I really didn't care about as I got older, it was, you know, maybe B, Bs, and, Bs and Cs, I guess, and mm-hmm. so, some As, uh, but it was minimal work. Because for like in high school, I just wanted to be in a band. So oh. I didn't, and I was in bands. I played mm-hmm. in bands. I made and I made a living as a drummer for like a, a few years. Yeah, really? Yeah, in high school uh, or out of high school? Out of like ever early twenties, I think I was making a living. I wow. mean, in high school, I was playing in bands, but we weren't really mm-hmm. making a living. We we were part of like a like kind of DIY punk rock scene and mm-hmm. stuff. So, Oh, that must like, have been awesome experience. Yeah, it was cool. Right? We played still and we, friends with those guys. Some, some of them. Yeah. 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 I'm a little bit out of the loop now, but I'm friends with some people still. And it was great. We, we played all over and, and we ran shows, you know, mm-hmm. we, we like ran our own shows and stuff and, uh, we made our own merchandise and things, wow. you know, so, like we were making, you know, making our own copies of our, demo tapes and our cds and stuff like that like cutting all the artwork and you know real kind of grassroots punk rock uh mm-hmm. um whatever uh, sensibilities mm-hmm. i guess um so i did that and i i was i like learning but i never liked being in class and i never liked doing homework mm-hmm. so i everything that i've that i learned how to do i learned by doing it instead of uh, studying it. <laughs> oh, weird. So I never... <laughs> what like, a weird idea. Just go out and do it just instead do it. of take yeah. classes in it? I mean, I don't know how to read music. You know, I never took... Uh, I was a video editor for a bunch mm-hmm. of years before I... I mean, now I don't have a day job, but but that was my day job. Oh, before. you're a video editor? Oh, yeah. That's cool. And I learned how to... I just learned how to do all that stuff because I had to. Because mm-hmm. nobody else would do it for me for free. <laughs> so sort of that's sort of how I learned how to do everything uh-huh. and um what kind of stuff did you work on uh well I worked for most of the time I was uh working for an experimental film artist named uh Colleen Fitzgibbon oh. who's sort of sort of famous I'm gonna look uh, that up yeah I'm writing that she's down. great she was she started in the 70s she was part of like a, a the whole like she has famous uh friends and she's sort uh there was a a, co- a collective called uh, Collab. Collaborative oh, yeah. So she was part of that. Huge. And, yeah. Oh, that must have been awesome. Yeah, it was It was great working for her. Uh, and so that was sort of how I learned how to be a video editor. So when I make films, it's very influenced by um, that sort of experimental mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so so that was, that was pretty great. Um, but I just, I learned how to do all that stuff because I had to. It's the same thing with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in music, I played all the instruments on my, on some of my albums and stuff just because I didn't have other people around that, that cared as mm-hmm. much as I did. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was sort of, 
so I, I, I don't know. I like learning. I mean, I, part of me wishes I, I would have finished school maybe, but I didn't know what but, I was. But what did you study in school? Where I didn't have a major, but where did I was, you go to school? I went to Brooklyn College, and I, uh, I ended up taking mostly philosophy classes. Mm-hmm. So that I was halfway. I went for two years, and so I was halfway to the amount of philosophy credits mm-hmm. I would need. To, so I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm wondering about is if you were like what about getting a job what about getting your college degree in a job were you not were you already like so far into like working and doing stuff that you weren't worried about it or what happened there i was like i'm not doing this anymore well i was so what i guess i was how old was i I was Uh, 20 years old i bet your mother was upset where is your mother (laughs) i don't know if she was upset maybe i don't know so uh, i was 20 I had gone for two years and I was getting financial aid mm-hmm. and you only get four years of free financial aid, you know? So I used mm. two of them, two of those years and I still didn't have a major and I I just wanted to play music. And so I figured if I, if I quit at 20 and maybe I'll come back later and I'll still mm-hmm. have free, free semesters, you know, two mm-hmm. free years. And, uh, I mean, I haven't gone back, right. but if I do, I'd probably take more film classes or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would, but really... it's probably not an obstacle for you. Uh, an obstacle. Like in other words, like you seem to be doing quite fine with all the things you're doing. So it's not yeah. like, Oh, I wish I had a degree. Yeah. I think it wouldn't really help me get a, a like a video editing job. If I went no. back to school, I, I've already worked for like pretty yeah. Pretty known people. Yeah. So you're you, so um there wasn't any obstacle there as far as being motivated drugs, alcohol or something like that. No, I never really got into uh hard drugs. No? No. Well, you know, cuz we've got like a whole studio here full <laughs> of them. <laughs> I shouldn't make jokes like that. I mean, that. I've dabbled, but no, I never no. have. I've never, it <laughs> yeah, was never really my thing. See that little box? That Well, yeah. there's that box. We've got a full case of heroin, and there's <laughs> the opioids are in there. And I'm kidding. I, I'm no, kidding. No, no, okay, no, no. kids? Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't Just, do heroin. How do you think? That's why I'm trying to get you to get the app. Get the app. We'll give you. No, oh, yeah. No. Listen to the show, and then you get, <laughs> get free, free heroin. heroin. <laughs> um. So you're really, you seem like a really motivated guy, right? I, I'm trying to be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, like you're really interested in a lot of things. And yeah. So how do you decide what you're going to focus on or whatever? I guess I just want to let people know, because we were talking about this earlier, most of your work now, uh, it sounds like you do mostly stand-up comedy, either mm-hmm. playing music or straight-up stand-up, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but how do you, like, how do you get it all done? How do you make all those videos? How do you make the book? You have a book. Like, a well, book, how do you yeah. focus? Like, what are you, what, what do it's, you do? How do you decide? That's, well, that's kind of the hard part. So I don't have a, it's sort of all over the place. I, I start a bunch of projects that I'm interested in. And then sometimes it takes me a while to, to finish one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like the book, I started the book. And I got maybe halfway done with writing all the stuff and doing all the drawings and stuff like that. And then I stopped working on the book and I made that uh, animated comedy special that that you mentioned Mm -hmm. before. And in doing that, I feel like 
because I had to do so many more drawings to do a cartoon, mm-hmm. it made me better at drawing. And mm-hmm. so then when I was done with that, I went back and, and finished the book. And, um, and so I sort of just, I work on things while I'm excited about them. And then when I start getting more excited about something else, I, I, I sort of just mm-hmm. move on. I just, I let, I, it's I don't instinct. Think, yeah. I can't control it really. Mm-hmm. Or I don't, maybe, I, maybe there's a way to, and I don't know how, but so like over the summer I was working really hard on, I'm still working on finishing recording my, my next album. And in the process of working on the album, my friend wrote a film for me to be one of the lead characters mm-hmm. in. And so I, switched my focus again from from the album to the mm-hmm. film and we finished the film and now I'm working mm-hmm. on the album again and uh, I'm also sort of writing another I have like a couple of different films that I would mm-hmm. like to write so I just sort of uh, I sort of just go where my where my creativity mm-hmm. feels like it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, the most useful what's the book about I mean, the book is so usually when people ask me that, I, I should just, say, what's it like? It's not like a story. It's yeah, not a it's, novel it's, or anything. It's yeah. not a written book. It's it's, uh, it's each every chapter is different. So one of the chapters has like one panel comics and uh, some of mm-hmm. the chapters are like uh, funny essays that mm-hmm. are mostly written from the perspective of like characters that don't exist. So it's like a like so a just, variety book yeah Collect- vari- stories yeah, collections book. cartoons yeah, collection is that of, a good way to describe yeah, it there's some short <laughs> stories in there like all funny stuff and then there's one chapter where i wrote about being in the hospital and stuff right i think but that's the only that. that's the, i mean and i tried to make that as fun as i could mm-hmm. but that's the only serious everything else is like pretty silly uh stuff that's is uh, there one medium that you feel like um, expresses more of what you're trying to express or that you prefer or? Well, I don't know about prefer, but when I make films uh, or or any kind of short videos or whatever, uh, though, that's where I feel like I use all of the skills that I've been mm. developing for my whole life because I'll write a film, I'll, I'll, I'll star in it sometimes, I direct it, I edit it, I do all the music. And so by the time I'm done, it's like, it's really everything that I've worked on mm. coming together. Wow. So that feels good. Right. I think, you know, that's, that's sort of, I feel maybe the most accomplished when I make a, like a short mm-hmm. film or, mm-hmm. but, um, day to day, I, I have a lot of fun doing stand up. You know, I see my friends, my friend, you know, all my friends are comics. And sure. Stuff and, I get to go on the road uh, more than I did when I was in a, a band because oh. I, I, I don't need to rely on other people's right. schedules and things. So stand up, all the things that I loved about being in a band uh, translate into performing right. comedy. So day to day, I really like uh, being a performer, but then it is also nice to to mm-hmm. make a film or make an album. So is there any career that you would be like, that's what I want? Uh, I'd like to di- direct more films. Mm-hmm. I think that w- that's like a, you know, at some point you can only, you can only perform for so long, right? I mean, um. I'm not looking to, to quit anytime soon, but I mean, at, at some point, 
uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, like, if I'm 60 years old, I don't know. Married with kids? I can't picture it. You can't, Uh, right? No. No. I can't. I can't can't picture you married with kids. (laughs) It would be weird. It would be nice. I think I would be able to picture it if I was successful and I had uh, a decent amount of money. A housekeeper. (laughs) A housekeeper and a a butler. Maybe a butler or somebody that can pick up some of the slack uh, with the kids. Baby manager. (laughs) Yeah, because it wouldn't be fair to be doing what I'm doing now and have a kid. I don't even have a dog. Yeah. You know, so and I, you know, I love I love dogs, but uh, it's it doesn't that doesn't fit into my schedule no. now. So I would either have to stop doing what I'm doing, or I'd be neglecting a, a child. Or, or well, you know. I'm not trying to talk you <laughs> talk. I'm not trying to talk you into it, but no, no. I but mean, I'm just nice. trying to get you a date. That's all. <laughs> that's not working out. <laughs> Oh, the crowd is getting bigger out there. (laughs) It's more of a mob. (laughs) I think, yeah. (laughs) They don't have to have to get security to help you out of here. Yeah, maybe. I think so. (laughs) I'm I'm nervous for my. Yeah, you better watch out. Hold on to your like clothes. They might try and (laughs) pull on your. You know, take your take your clothes or your pull on your hair or something yeah. like they used to do with the Beatles. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm yeah. gonna have to run. What did they do in the? They wore disguises. Oh, did they? Is that what they do in Hard Day's Night? Or they sit at a bench and they they like just hold up a newspaper in front of their face? I don't know. So I think there's only going to be one person coming out of the studio. I don't think we're going to be able to fake <laughs> Is that. Is there a back door? Well. Or? <laughs> no, you can hide out in the bathroom here if you want. <laughs> oh, perfect <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Although I got to tell you this, I shouldn't be saying this on the air, but the lovely cleaning person, mm-hmm. lady, young lady, gorgeous. She's good looking. Oh, I saw her on the way in. Yeah. Is she pretty? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. meet her? <laughs> I would meet her, yeah. If she wants to meet me, I would want to meet her. <laughs> well, anyway, she was complaining that people pee on the floor in that bathroom there. Oh, that's awful. I know. Yeah. So I got to announce that at our next meeting to tell people stop fucking peeing on the floor. Men are gross. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's our people, but it could be, who knows? Yeah. So, um, so you would, you would like if, if somebody said, okay, choose your dream, it would be Mm -hmm. direct, it would be directing films. Uh, well, I mean, the immediate goal, I guess, would just be to more, to be more successful doing what I'm doing now, performing stand up mm-hmm. and putting yeah. out albums and. Uh, I mean, I want to make films, so I want that to be a part of what I am doing. But it would be nice if, if later on when I didn't want to perform anymore or or the or the extreme goal where, you know, I'm too successful to be a stand up comedian anymore. Oh, right. And that would be, yeah. it would be nice to, to, to transition that. into something that's like that, you know, because kind of like, like Jim, Jim Carrey in his cartoons. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Doing that. <laughs> He's or, good. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis does films and, and TV uh-huh. and things now. Like, uh-huh. you know, Steve Martin was mm-hmm. too famous. To, so you either get too old or too famous and then you have to do something else. Well, I guess um, I guess it comes back to the same thinking where if you're really going to do stand up seriously, it's really hard to do anything else. Yeah. You know, it's, you, have you can't to really so be focused. a filmmaker. And yeah. a, and it's hard. Yeah. And a stand up comic. Is there any messaging or is there any like what do you what do you think? What do you think you're putting out there? Like what kind of stuff? Like what do you what do you 
what do you think you're, is it, what's the commonality? But there's a certain sense of humor, but how do, how do you see oh, it? Oh, of my stuff? I, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit, my stuff is sort of uh, absurd and surreal. Uh, when I make films and things like that, I try to uh, incorporate things that I've learned from uh, like art films. Like I, I want to make films that, that are art, but have uh, a bit of a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm more interested in making something interesting than taking every opportunity to insert a punchline. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, it's hopefully it's all going to be funny, but mm-hmm. the main goal is to make something that looks good. And you know, if I can have a message, uh, have a message, or mm-hmm. just or just be kind of weird, just get as weird as I can and do mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. that I would like to see in more. Mm-hmm in more comedy mm-hmm. and in more films. Mm-hmm. So. That's well put. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I guess I'm looking for like a more of a, uh, more of a deeper message. Like deeper what, message. what in you, like, do you think like, what do you think, what do you think is really like had the most impact on you? Like, is it like, you know, the, what happened with your dad and your mm-hmm. childhood or do you think the, I, I mean, I, I, I sometimes get dark. Like I have a pretty dark sense of humor. I try to, I've been trying the whole time I've been doing comedy to figure out how to make it funny uh-huh. that my, that my dad is dead. And so sometimes I'll talk about death and I, I don't do it as much as I, as I used mm-hmm. to, but, but I, I have the ability to, to get kind of dark and, mm-hmm. uh, so that's a little bit difficult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to 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 mm-hmm. make people get on board. Mm-hmm. So we have um, five more minutes, oh, yeah. six more minutes. So um, when was your last? Let's just do one more minute about your relationships. When was okay. your last relationships? Uh, I, well, I was living with the, my ex girlfriend until uh, uh, about what was it? Maybe I moved out in April, I think. Just recently. It was pretty recent, yeah. Oh, so you haven't been on the market very long. Not very long. How was that moving out? Was that hard? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was hard. Mm-hmm. We had we had a dog. I mean, it was her dog, but we had a dog and uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was rough. I've, uh, but are you guys I, still friends? Was it amicable? No. No. <laughs> no to both. Uh, was it your call or hers? It was hers. She, it was a weird thing. She had like a death in the family and she had to leave town for a while. And, uh, so a lot of stuff changed while she mm. was gone, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, she it, came it, back kind of a different person. Yeah. How I mean, old she, was she? She's younger. She's, I know. Uh, she, I was, 20, that's, 24. That's, yeah. So it was a huge, <clears throat> it was a huge, um, uh, change in her life and she was young and, and, yeah. and like just, so did, was, the, so did you, were you worried about her? Or did you feel bad about that in that? Like you were sorry that she had had to go through that? Oh or? yeah. I mean, I was doing, uh, it happened while she was away. Um, but I was, you know, I was taking care of all kinds of stuff yeah. at home. I was taking care of the dog and I was checking on her. I mean, yeah. I wanted to go with her, but her, her family sort of wanted it to be just family. Uh-huh. So I was just trying to do everything that I could to be supportive. You know, uh-huh. we didn't, we did, we're not arguing. I wasn't making her feel guilty. Right, you know, I just, right. just trying to 
let her know that she was, uh, you know, supported and going to uh-huh. be coming back to okay. uh, just. So I'm going to say that's because she's a young woman. And hopefully. And yeah, I'm going to say it's because she's a young woman. And that's one of the, uni- I think, universal um, risks of an older person dating a young, younger person, mm-hmm. you know, like which is at least 10 years. Yeah, it was 10 between, years. <laughs> which, which, which doesn't matter if you're 50 and 60, but could if you're 20 and 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like life happened and uh, kind of with young people, that's probably better sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, but, it probably would have You know, eventually. whatever. whatever. So young people to... change. Yeah. Young people change yeah. in their 20s. Older people change too. You know, yeah, I've people. changed a lot in the last few years. Sure. Sure. So, absolutely. Get so it. let's get one more song. I want you to close us out with a song of your choice. Okay. Right. And I want to remind everybody, thank you for listening to Dr. Lisa on Radio Free Brooklyn. And stay tuned for Elon Danzigar, Lost and Rewound. It's a terrific show. Thanks for listening. All right. And here we go. What song are you going to play? Uh, I'm going to... This is tuned. I'm going to do a song uh, from the album I'm working on now, which is going to be called Comedy Songs Are Not Funny. Uh, and that is the name of the song. Awesome. The punchlines have to rhyme with the line before. This is the part you're supposed to laugh at hardest. This chorus does nothing but disappoint. That's it. That was wonderful. You got me to sing. <laughs> I got you to I sing. I never sing. I was hoping you would. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was really great having you on Thank today. You, you for were real. Me. You were a real pleasure, and like <laughs> really, uh, uh, you, you know, a really good guy. A really Thanks. good guy, and uh, I think a pretty balanced ego, which which Shine. which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, which is which is really hard to find in a man, ladies. Guy that has a little self, a little bit self-deprecating. Yeah, I always think that's really sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.